Welcome back to Think Better Soon. The Positive Podcast. <laughs> I'm Jason New along with JP. Give me the ball. Bradley, something Bradley. John, is, yeah. John Paul, give me the ball, Bradley. Man, you've always loved your name. You know? I did. Yeah. It's John just Paul, so I'm not that solid. tall. Bradley. It's kind of like, I don't know if it's Park Place or Boardwalk, but it's pretty far up there on the Monopoly board of names. <laughs> Definitely not Baltic well, or Mediterranean. Well, you got, uh, it kind of covers a wide perspective. You even got some, some, uh, some religious people on there and, Cowboys, you know, we're good. Yeah, and a little Irish kick to it. It's oh, probably yeah. been part of the the sanguine nature you've had to have a positive attitude, JP. I think so, which is a nice segue into our, our topics for today. I We've can't. Got, uh, I would have to think we'll talk about this topic many more times in our lifetime, but we're talking about positive yeah. attitude and also having a, a correct perspective, JP. Yes, we are. The right perspective, I think, is is uh, e even a better way to say that versus the wrong perspective. This is true. Well, what in your research that you've done, tell me about attitude and perspective oh, yeah. and how they relate to each other. Yeah, well, and good old chat GPT helping us out here. But, I mean, really, you know, you're the reader. I, I'm not the scholar in this dynamic duo. Um, and I, I've always enjoyed kind of writing your coattails on the listening to the the books that you're reading and, and learning what you're learning uh with the abbreviated versions that you uh, provide me with but you know when we first started talking about mental attitude and perspective you know my my thought were they're both the same the one and the same you have a mental positive mental attitude you have a positive perspective however i quickly learned thank you chad gpt that there are there's there's difference. Your mental attitude is a broader concept that encompasses the overall mindset and emotional disposition. But the perspective is is more specific relating to how we see and understand a particular uh, aspect of our life. So, it, you know, kind of, you know, maybe more of a one moment and how we uh, perceive that one moment impacting us. Versus the mental attitude is that's our belief system. You know, we we definitely bigger and broader. Yeah, I think so. I think you know, attitude is much wider and broader, and then I think perspective is a is a component of that. That uh, they're both very important. The author uh, Ringer in this book that I've been reading, he says that uh, a positive mental attitude without belief is nothing more than acting. JP, so you got to really be somebody who has a strong belief. It, it's one thing to say you're positive, but um, you got to believe in what you're telling yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and of course my mind automatically goes, whenever you start talking about situations like this, my mind automatically goes to my dad and, you know, for 14 years now, he's been battling cancer and paralysis, lost his wife. You know, there's been a lot of, a lot of issues that he's had to deal with, but I mean, you could tell he truly believes in the life that he's living because for 14 years he has not changed he's still happy he's still loving he's not angry i mean you know he really believes in in the the purpose that he's on 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 this world and he's a wonderful example because you know ultimately it's his attitude that mm. uh gets him through because he could have the perspective the same he could have the exact same perspective that he has but 
he could have a negative attitude. So I think that yeah. that's that's the differentiator there. Just because you get it, just because you have perspective to to see things from the proper angle, the proper viewpoint. Uh, more importantly, you need to have the correct attitude. So they do go. They are they are similar, but they're definitely different. Yeah, and it sounds like you know for us, we want to think better. We want to be better. So our foundation, if, if, the way I read it, the, our foundation has to be our, our attitude first. And I think once our attitude is, is really where it needs to be, that's going to help our perspective. Well, and the biggest reason why we need to have, well, let's stay on attitude before, let, let's not get the cart before the horse. Let's try to focus on yeah. attitude right now. And the reason that attitude is so critical is because problems are always going to be an integral part of the living experience, JP. Do you agree with that? Yes. We, uh, we, we, we encounter problems every day from the, 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 the value in our checking account, our desire to retire, the whatever, you know, children, wives. There's a great little video that uh, a friend of mine shared last week of Jocko. Uh, the, uh, he had something from seven years ago called Good. And basically it just, it talked about how no matter what is going on at his, at his company with his people, no matter what challenges they're facing, he always has one answer and that's good. You know, <laughs> mission got canceled. Good. We can go train and get better. Didn't get the promotion. Good. I can go back and work on the things I need to work on to, to get it next time. You know, all these different things, uh, he mentions with just responding with good. And you have to do that JP, because we know that problems are, are always going to be a part of our life, but we've got to be able to address those, you know, with the proper attitude. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that, that I've probably been learning recently and I've shared with you is, um, you know, I believe, you know, being a Christ-centered person, I believe there is a, a thankfulness that we really have to have. I know there's a, a scripture that says, in all things, give thanks. You know, it doesn't just say, in the good things, give thanks. Says in all things, so that means whatever we're going through, we have to be thankful. And and I'm realizing by by keeping that in front of me, saying, okay, I've got to be thankful. Kind of like the examples that you were just talking about. The guy was saying, well, good, you know, I've got more time for this. Uh, I I'm learning how to go through some some weird situations that typically would anger me, but I'm finding ways to. How can I be thankful in this situation? You know, what's the what's the, the the positive spin that we can put on this. Well, and every failure, every setback in life creates the seed of a equivalent benefit or an equivalent success. And I love this, this concept here, what the caterpillar calls the end of the world, the master calls a butterfly. So it's important mm -hmm. that we understand that there's always an equal and offset positive to every negative. Uh, so we need to start looking for the positives anytime something starts to go a little bit south. And one of our longtime listeners, we were talking with her, Jen House, and she shared that, uh, you know, one thing she looks at in this regard is this. She has a, this prayer of St. Francis, which is a pretty famous prayer uh, that just talks about, you know, that uh, when you're when you're dealing with hatred, you know, to try to be able to be loving. Um, if, uh, if there's discord, you know, try to help people have, uh, you know less of that be bring people together and, and unify folks. If there's errors, you know, try to point out the truths. So I think that anytime that there's a negative, we need to look for the positive. That's probably the most important thing. And he gave an example of a guy who lost everything after 25 years running a law firm, uh, spent three months in prison 
but then after he got out and was at, at just ground zero, he was able to be an entrepreneur, which is something he'd always dreamed of being. And mm -hmm. he actually was able to get right back to where he started even late in his sixties. So I think that, uh, you know, failures and setbacks and challenges, we just have to approach those properly, JP. Yeah. I, and I think we, you know, I mean, I know me personally, maybe this is YouTube, maybe it's everybody else, but, um, you know, we're always around family. We're always around people we work with. And when there is a problem that we're facing, I have to be careful that I don't let the people around me um, persuade me into thinking that the problem is is uh, going to overtake me yeah, or the problem is bigger than anything that I can deal with. You know, my my goal is to say, OK, you know, here's a problem in front of us and I don't want to get caught up in the drama that everybody brings, but I want to get caught up in. Uh, focusing on, you know, how can I just be my best me and how can I get through that problem through today so that I can get to the other side of the problem, which is the solution or, or it's the, the, re the release of the problem, you know, maybe it's a thorn in your side and, and now you finally get relief from it. Well, and rule number two, when it comes to having a positive attitude, JP is, uh, this kind of plays into that, the law of averages. And he talks about how oh. Colonel Sanders after he was like in his sixties when he decided to try to we love go that out and, story. Yeah. Pedal his recipe, a nickel of chicken. It was just on the yeah. honor system. Thomas Edison tried over 10,000 times to invent the light bulb and Abraham Lincoln had a pretty rough go of it. You know, he was yeah. uh, down and out depressed, had nervous breakdowns, lost a ton of elections, somehow hung, hung in there and ended up winning president of the United States, our 16th <laughs> president of the United States of America. And the point is that, uh, if you if you believe and subscribe the natural law of averages that overall there are offsetting positives that present themselves after negative occurrences so i think that's part of having a positive attitude is even when we're faced with difficulties and negative situations to know that you know, the law of averages will kick in and, and uh you know it's kind of part of being optimistic i guess Ooh, yeah i'm i am the eternal optimist that's the way I generally explain myself, but, but the, the laws of averages, um, coupled with your belief system, I mean, you, you have to, if you have that belief that you're doing something good and there, and that you're completely capable, then just like you said, the law of averages, at some point in time, you're going to have the breakthrough. You're not always going to be uh, on the failure side of the coin. You're going to be on the, on the, on the flip side, on the good side. Good. Well Another angle of a positive attitude is that through the power of your, of your mind, it's possible to exert a great deal of control over your destiny. So Napoleon Hill was famous for saying anything the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. So I think that that's another important takeaway here is, you know, you really have to be pretty strong willed. If you're going to be, if you're going to have a positive attitude, you have to hang in there and uh and really apply yourself sometimes yeah there is uh another scripture that i share with my my youth a lot it uh i guess it's that boy, maybe out of philippians but i can do all things through christ which strengthens me and and really the the big goal and the the kind of the big idea that i try to help them understand as well as you know i try to understand it too is you know the world tries to present situations, problems, 
so big that that there's nothing you can do. But if you have that belief system that God is on your side and and no matter what you're going through, God's going to be with you. And God even has a a a a a resolution for you to get through, then I can do all things kind of takes on a different meaning, you know, regardless of what the struggle is. Yeah. I was in a men's group on Wednesday and, um, you know, I really just talked about a situation that, that had been going on and I played out all the different scenarios from the best case scenario all the way to the absolute worst case scenario. And I was determined to be thankful no matter what, what, what came of that. And I think that for me, you know, part of having a positive attitude is just realizing that, uh, you know, we're never going to be free from the inevitabilities of life, from illness and accidents, natural disasters, things like that, JP. But we are free to choose our attitude toward them. And in doing so, we swing the odds considerably in our favor to increase our chance of success, you know. So that's a significant yeah. reason to work hard at nurturing a good positive attitude towards each day. But that obviously comes from my belief that, you know, uh, I saw Inky Johnson, one of my favorite guys, you know, he, he quotes today is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So if you wake up every morning, just thankful for the breath in your nostrils and thankful for the opportunity to go out there and do the best you possibly can. I know that it's just a gift from God that you get to do it anyway. Then I think that's a real big step towards having a, a positive attitude is just is, is realizing that. And that leads us right into the next talking point about perspective. Obviously yeah. our perspectives are, uh, are very influenced by our spiritual walk. Um, yeah, certainly helps. Definitely. Yeah. And I think our perspective, um, is influenced by, uh, you know, the people that raised us, you know, the people that they kind of put that value system in, into our, uh, into our, our minds and our hearts and in the way that we display it in action is, is, uh, you know, I think we've, we've, we're, we're on the right track. Well, and just to kick off this, I had it later on the notes, but to kick off this perspective habit, I definitely was raised with this, you know, kind of, uh, from both of my parents in different ways, mm -hmm. but I love this. He started this out, you know, your problems are relative, relative to what? And the author goes into this mm -hmm. story about the precarious and harrowing delivery of his son in a dilapidated Mexican hospital. I don't know what he was doing in Mexico in the eighties when his wife was pregnant. And there's a, a ton of details man. in the book that are kind of irrelevant at this point, but it was a miracle that his child survived and he was very thankful for the people that did it. But he says now that when he's confronted with some problems in life, they just seem very minor. They almost seem like no problem at all. We're talking perspective, JP. What about Victor Frankl, a famous author? You know, he was in a concentration camp in like Auschwitz and uh, he would see, you know, people he knew, you know, once a day beaten. Yeah. Um, but somehow he was able to survive that with his positive mental attitude, which produced a perspective that was unshakable. You know, throughout life, he was able to always view things through his perspective and things weren't too tough after living through that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and how, how crazy, you know, for that man to have gone through the Auschwitz and to come out on the other side. You know, his perspective of life is going to be totally different than mine or yours because we haven't had that experience. But I, that's probably something I, I've learned more to accept over the past, let's say, 10 years, maybe, especially dealing with my kids. Because as, as they grow up, I realize that their perspective is 
attached more to their experiences rather than kind of leaning on me and my experiences. And yeah, I think with my, my son, when he was younger, I didn't have that grasp that his perspective is, is limited to what he has done. And so I would just really try to impose my will upon him rather than saying, wait a minute, you know, I need to step back and, and have, have a little bit more compassion, you know, recognize that his perspective is going to be different than mine just because of you know, the, the many years between us. Well, it's like but, both of our fathers were born in 52. Yeah. And so their uh, fathers and mothers were from a generation that basically lived through the Great Depression or close to living through the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. Definitely told stories of that, even though they were at the tail end of it. Certainly lived mm -hmm. through uh, World War II and uh, the sacrifices and the folks that didn't come home from that. So I think that, you know, our, our generation is definitely having a, a different perspective. This is on a much smaller scale that's nowhere, anywhere near the horrors of concentration camps at all. But I was explaining to one of my children the other day that part of why I, part of why I believe that I try to do the best I can every day to make the most of the day is the school shooting that happened my senior year of high school. Um, mm -hmm. I was down the hall in a home ec room when I heard the gunshots, but you know I was pretty involved and uh, you know hopped out of my room and ran down and kind of figured out what was going on and uh, we ended up getting everybody out of the building and everything like that. But I mean I remember. Uh, after that Pearl Jam had an album from 91 called 10 and it had a song in there called Alive and I would <laughs> sing that song at the top of my lungs you know because uh, Mrs. McDavid alive. yeah Mrs. McDavid got shot and killed mm -hmm. and my friend Marvin Hicks who was the custodian there um, at East Carter we were pretty close and you know I think they were both in their 40s pretty much you know late 40s when it happened which I'm 49 now but um, mm -hmm. but I just remember being so happy to to, to not be dead you know? Yeah, And I almost think that I still keep that with me. I went to a church 15 years ago here in Lexington and they did this silly skit where one of the guys that worked at the church pulled a gun on another guy that worked at the church over, I don't know, macaroni and cheese or something. I can't remember. But I went and talked to the senior pastor. I'm like, dude, you don't joke about stuff like that. <laughs> like you don't, you don't joke about people pulling guns because people do that stuff. People actually yeah. pull guns on people. And I mean, I'm just, I didn't know, like that triggered me a little bit, you know, uh, just, yeah. uh, knowing that I have a lot of classmates that struggled through that. And thankfully none of them were injured uh, other than emotionally and mentally. But I think the perspective of living through that school shooting really uh, has been critical to my outlook on life because I know it. I mean, I I'll sit in the church and I'll have this thought of maybe somebody's going to pull a gun behind me or come in the room or, you know, I mean, I think you, I think it, I think it, uh, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it's not always there, but it's, I know it could happen in a split second, you know? So but it's something that, uh, that's a, that's a perspective that I have for what that's worth. In your, in your notes, not mine. Cause I didn't read the book, you know, I mean, I give credit where credit is due, but I, I, I know in your notes here, you, uh, had mentioned that, um, all of the details of certain experiences, you know, specific experiences really help put life's problems into perspective. And, you know, whenever I'm hearing you explain of the event that occurred when you were in high school, you know, that, that, that's a different perspective than what I ever had because 
I never went through that. So I, I can't, I can't really associate anything that I've been through with that. Uh, well, we had a lockdown here at Frederick Douglass uh, last week. You know, somebody called in a swatting call and said they were barricaded in a room with a shotgun. And oh, so gosh. the police had to shut. They did it in Cincinnati. They did it in Louisville, Lexington, Evansville. Yeah. Somebody just, they organized kind of this swatting thing all across the area. But, uh, you know, you know my, it's a reality. My kids, yeah, my kids have had a couple bomb threats. I never even had that. Um which is really interesting because they, you know, just on how they deal with it. And then they, they still do a lockdown when they do a lockdown, you know, you as a parent, you have no communication. It's just like, gosh, you know, it drives us nuts, but I can't imagine what, you know, a 13 year old, 15 year olds going through whenever they have to experience that. But to, to, to what we're talking about here from a perspective point, um, I believe that certain types of event like that can help a, a younger person really cherish more and learn to enjoy more. Uh, that it seems like that's, that, that was my takeaway from it was just to be thankful for, you know, being alive and just a couple other uh, examples. We just referenced our uh, grandparents and uh, being from the greatest generation, you know, yeah. they had a perspective. I remember my mom's dad, he would, he would save everything. And even Molly's dad still saves every single scrap piece of everything just because you never know. You saw people go with a uh, very, very little during those the thirties during the depression. Yeah, and my, then... uh, yeah I got to jump in on that because my my wife's uh, grandmother, who went through the depression, you know, and all of that good stuff. Um, the one thing that she would always do is, anytime you would go out to eat, if there was ever anything left over, you know, she was she was boxing that up. You don't dare have leftover food. Yeah, you know it. it and you know, me, where I'm growing, I grew up never wanting, you know, always being blessed with having a meal in front of my face. So food is just food. But in her mind, you know, you never know when you're going to see the next meal. So that, that to- uh, brings back a great memory. Of my, mo- of my mother, uh, we were at the chop house, my mom and my aunt Kay and my wife and I, you know, 20 years ago. And the bread at the chop house is always pretty good. You got it from a local bakery or something. They cut it in like four or five pieces. I missed the chop house so bad. It, they left after COVID. Another sad mm. topic. But Sorry. I'm trying to be positive about it. But uh, there you go. They, they had like two pieces of bread left and they asked if they could take it to go. And <laughs> of course, we're in Lexington, Kentucky. It's not quite uh, like being in, you know, back back home or back in the day when they developed yeah. these habits. So the guy brings them a fresh loaf. Well, they thought they hit the lottery because now instead of having the two leftover pieces they were going to cherish, they've got the full five pieces plus the two pieces. They went from two to seven. It's almost Goodness. like, you know, Jesus feeding 5,000 or something. But uh, <laughs> yeah. but they were really excited to get that extra bread. I always remember them getting such a kick out of it. was like a shtick, you know, I want to get extra bread by asking for a to-go box. Yeah. yeah. We also talked about your dad, a dad a second ago, his white hot enthusiasm for life. You know, it's obviously going to be his legacy. When you look back yeah, at it, right. it's not going to be his perspective. You know, it's yeah. going to be his attitude. And we're, we're talking about perspective right now. I mean, he, he yeah. definitely, you talked early on an episode months ago that people would come initially when, when this first happened and they hoped to cheer him up, but he cheered them up and he cheered people <laughs> up in the, in the uh, hospital. So they do go hand in hand being positive and, and uh, having yeah. perspective for what hand you're dealt. But, you know, lemons out of lemonade, as you said, or lemonade out of lemons. I mean, yeah, one or the other. You can do maybe, maybe even 
you can make lemons out of lemonade. I don't know. Make <laughs> well, your dad can figure that out. Something. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that, that, that's something I always look to him and, and, and I even try to tell my, my kids that, Hey, look, if, if your papal can, can have such a, 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 a positive mental attitude and, and have such a positive perspective on life, given the situation that he's going through, we have to be able to look at our situations compared to his and say, you know, we're, we're, we're not going through anything as rough as what he had to go through. And, you know, trying to put things into perspective where things could be worse. Don't let these, these, um, stumbling blocks really take you out. You know, just, just view this as a problem that you've got to go through and, and, and know that once you get through it, you're going to be better off. That that's been a secret for me. And I don't know if it works for everybody, but my mom, her, one of her mantras was it could always be worse. And, uh, it sounds, sounds a little bit elementary, you know, but anytime I'm faced with a difficulty or a challenge or a tough situation, I tell myself it could always be worse. And it seems to always work JP. And that that's one last thing I want to talk about as we talk about perspective is I grew up in a family where they really deeply appreciated the little things in life. And, hmm. um, you know, I was able to witness the joy of that. And that, that may just be spending time together and being in the present or, you know, that, I don't know. They just didn't, they just didn't take for granted the really little things. And I think if, if you're talking about perspective here and you, you want to really drill down into it, it's having zero expectations for the here and now and being able to accept whatever life throws at you because you're still breathing. And, um, you know, like back to the Jocko thing, I can, po I could post that in the show notes, but you know, he said, no matter when he's faced with these challenges, he just says, good, you know, it's fine <laughs> yeah. because I can get better. I can spend more time doing this. I can work on that. I can, you know, every setback is an opportunity just to try to do a little bit better, you know? Yeah. You brought, uh, you brought back some memories, um, with what you just said. But yeah, I think about how probably in our world today, we, we get caught up in expecting everything to entertain us, you know, and we, everything has to be almost a, a big event and it has to be a, uh, top 10 moment. Uh, but, but what you were just expressing reminded me of the, of the fun times on my grandparents, uh, front porch. Yeah. During as a storm, watching a storm came come in, you know, we would count the seconds between the the lightning and the thunder to determine how far away the the storm was. But but we had so much fun, and and I cherish those moments so much. And those those weren't the the top ten moments that people would would expect today. And, you know, though that little time on the porch wasn't the mass event that people expect to experience today and and gosh it was so much fun i'd go back to i'd go back to to, to that porch moment any day rather than going to a you know having to have a concert you know on my lawn every every weekend well um i think if we can always learn to develop the the proper perspective you know make that a habit and ask ourselves this this question. The author put it. Now, I, I said Jocko says that no matter what happens in life, he says, good, good. Well, 40 yeah. years before that, another version of that was uh, develop the habit of asking yourself, so what? 
So <laughs> practicing this anytime to embrace disappointment and move on with a proper perspective. So when we're faced with challenges or disappointments or problems, we can either say good or so what, which one do you like better? Just off the cuff here. You like good or so what? I like good. I, I think I that too. kind of pushes me into so what kind of makes it like, eh, it, it, you know, it's not going to matter, but I get what you're saying. I, I'm with you. I, I agree on the good, but so what, you yeah. know, you might mix a so what in there every once in a while, because well, what you're saying so. is it's yeah. not going to stop me. It's not going to, it's not going to hold me back. So what? That's good. Maybe you put them together. Yeah. So what? Ooh. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I like the, can you say, so what? That's good. I can't, maybe so, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to come out just with the good. Well, oh, here's good. the thing with yes. the, the reason that the, so what matters okay. is because when we have these negative situations, they're relative to something. And uh, if, if we have the proper perspective and we realize how, how tough things could be, we mm -hmm. can say good or we can say, so what? Okay. And we're going to be wrapping up on that, JP. That's the final thought here is, is, uh, you know, if you've got the right perspective, it allows you to say good. Yeah. Good. So what? Yeah. Good. And I could, uh, like I said, I'll put the, I'll put that link in there. Uh, if you, if you see it on our show, you can click on it or you can just search Jocko good and you can find it on your own time. But it's such a great video because it's a reminder that we just have to be uh, mentally strong. We got to stay positive and we got to maintain the proper perspective. I've really enjoyed catching up with you, JP. And until next time. Rock and roll. Yeah. Good. Testing one, two, three. Testing. That's all you're going to say is testing. Testing.